Welcome back to another episode of the Doss and D Show. If you haven't already, make sure you click that subscribe button on wherever you're listening to the show, whether that be the Apple Podcast app or over on Spotify, so you don't miss out on any of our newest episodes, which drop every Monday. Today's guest is Maddie Palmer, the founder of Mindpack, an initiative created to build better men. Mindpack is essentially a monthly event in a barbecue-like setting where blokes can come listen to some key guest speakers, enjoy a beer and a burger, connect with one another and hopefully walk away with some tips on how to be a better man. Matt's background revolves around the professional sporting industry, working in the sports science department at the Gold Coast Suns in the AFL, and he now leads the strength and conditioning department at the renowned Southport Sharks in the VFL. In our chat with Matty, we discuss moving from a small country town in North Queensland to the hustle and bustle, I guess, of the Gold Coast and not knowing anyone when arriving, the importance of community and the effect that the feeling of belonging really does have on us, how Mindpack was created, what his vision looks like with the program moving forward, and being the leader of a 4.40am running club that he does in Queensland, a national running program located in different cities around Australia. He tells us his role there and, and how it's affected him, plus so, so much more. He was an absolute legend to chat with. You know, We really appreciated his time. He's based up in Queensland, so it was one over Zoom, but such a great guy. We really loved connecting with him. We're looking forward to hopefully connecting in person soon. We loved his story and hope you guys do too. Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Well, Josh, here we are again on Zoom. Very excited, but um, we've got a great guest. We won't keep him waiting too long. But firstly, explain a little bit how we actually came across our guest today. Probably earlier days when we were just getting the Dawson D show up and running, we're trying to learn the, the ropes of social media and, and how Instagram all works and getting a page up and going. And I thought, you know, well, we both thought, you know, it'd be probably the best thing to do is trying to interact with people who are in a similar space to us. And we came across quite a few people, but one in particular was, I guess, an organisation or a, a program called Mindpack and the founder and runner of that program, uh, Matty Palmer or Matthew Palmer. And we've kind of just been following one another and we thought, you know, it would be fitting to probably get him on because he's, he's got a really good story to share and we think his program could be one that, you know, others can listen and hear and kind of get a, a bit of inspiration about how to start something of your own. Yeah, absolutely. So let's welcome now, Matty. Welcome to the show. Thanks, boys. Uh, great to be here. I'm excited. Oh, we are too, mate. So we'll get started. Just a little bit about yourself and where you currently are. We've just had a little tour of your uh, your location, but uh, bring the listeners in. Where are you currently located? Thanks, guys. I'm in Mermaid Beach on the Gold Coast. I've been here for in this spot for a couple of years. I've been on the Gold Coast since 2013. Um, I grew up in, in North Queensland, up in a little rural town called Mackay. And from there, I spent a little bit of time in Townsville, which is north of there, with some study, and then basically came down to the, the big smoke in 2013. And from there, uh, yeah, haven't looked back, hey, haven't looked back. How has it been, I guess, coming from, going from a little country town up in Queensland to now in the big smoke, mate? Has it been pretty easy and you've adjusted pretty well? I think early days, it definitely had its struggles. Like, I, uh, you know everyone in town, and um, I think I like to, I said this to a mate recently, that... 
I think I walked into the into the Gold Coast knowing one person. Um, and I didn't probably know them that well, but I think from now it's probably a great thing that country towns and communities like that can can give. They give you the skills, I guess, to connect with new people and understand that people are pretty approachable and pretty understanding if you are in a spot of on your own or and needing some support. So I think early days I, I spent probably I worked in footy straight away. So I mean, I'm still working with footy, but I probably knew the only people I, I knew were about a hundred blokes from the footy club, and then. Outside of that, no one. So I had no real balance or kind of community connection. So um, that was probably the first challenge. But now I've probably created a couple of my own communities and, and yeah, things are moving in the right direction. So what was the reason for the move? Was that because of the footy club? And, and what is your background in, in terms of study? And yeah, tell us about your job at Southport. Yeah, so I, um, I first off grew up, like, like all of us, I think when you grow up playing footy and playing all sorts of different sports, like uh, the ultimate of when you you know, year nine, year 10 of school, everyone's like, what do you want to do? What are you going to do? And something with sport. I wasn't sure what it was, but it was something with sport. And I think from there, like I took a gap year after school. I knew I was going to go up to, uh, to Townsville to do some study up there, whether it was education or sports science. And um, that was the path I kind of ended up going down. But I worked with the AFL, like probably every other like he's played footy in the country and did some Oz kick stuff. So, nice. um, Oz kick, yeah, Oz kick was it was good because what it what it kind of gave me the skills to be in different scenarios, environments every day, you know, different people, different you know socioeconomic groups, different groups whether it was disability inclusion, whether it was female footy, it was indigenous footy. So I was really fortunate to meet a lot of different people, and I think from then organically probably grew into the spate of getting to the, probably some elite contacts and elite footy world, and then. From there, I took up a little kind of apprenticeship, cadetship at the Gold Coast Suns. And from there, I was there from 2013 to 2017. And then went over to the Southport Sharks to improve my craft as a high-performance coach and, and kind of managing that space. So there's nothing better than that level because you're dealing with footballers that haven't got a full-time away job footy and they've got to work and they've got to do some other things. So the management of those types of players and, and the environment itself at Southport is is really, really beneficial for my development. And yeah, I love the club and I love the, the little role I have as well. It's a great insight into, I guess, your, your daily life now, but I'd love to tap into, and this is something, you know, we've both been pretty keen to talk about is, is your own journey to creating what is Mind Pack and listening to you talk about the footy stuff. You know, I'm actually quite surprised you're not even in a player welfare space because what you're doing on the side of the sports science. Tell us about Mindpack and how it all started a few years ago. And you mentioned it off here about, you know, some personal experiences and going through some trauma. Would you be open to sharing that? Yeah, mate, you've hit the, you've hit the nail on the head with the welfare stuff. I'm, I'm glad you read those cues, to be honest. So with my experiences with uh, the AFL player that was coming into the system and dreams were coming true and then all of a sudden transitioning out, I was probably seeing after you know, my second or third year when I earned my stripes and earned, probably started to develop my craft, I was seeing a lot of players start to languish. You know, on the last year of their contract, there was guys who were guys who were playing reserves and playing NEFL who were just so checked out and so concerned about what their next step was. So this really cool organisation, a training organisation called the Wellbeing Science Institute. They offer a course in elite athlete wellbeing management. So. I saw it, I don't know how I saw it, I saw it through some other contacts and I thought, oh, fuck, I have to get around this because 
I need some tools to have these conversations. Like, yeah, I try to be a good person, but I need some tools to have some conversations with these guys that were transitioning out of the footy environment. So I, I went off my bat and, and did that. And I think that was a real kind of change moment for me because I holistically understood the athlete and the person a little bit better. And probably right at that time you speak about, I was going through some some trauma stuff and nothing too mental health driven, but my old boy was diagnosed with, with cancer. We knew he only had a, about a, a year to live with us. So I ended up kind of right at that time, understanding a little bit more about the human, human connection, bit of community, bit of stuff that was probably being educated on. But I probably helped myself out a little bit during that time. So when we, when dad did pass away, I probably had a, a couple of extra tools to support myself where I wanted to kind of support players more. So if anything, it was a bit of a crash course because I used some of the things I learned on myself and then kind of transitioned into the player stuff. So then I guess Mindpack was born purely because there was players and people that I knew that were transitioning out of their like professional environment, whether it was the veteran community with soldiers coming out of their, their environment, whether it was uni students, whether it was just people coming out of country towns into big cities. I'd realised I'd probably experienced that stuff, like leaving a country town, come down here, knew no one. Leaving a footy club, guys losing all their family and their connections with the people in the club, they lost everyone. So Mindpack was then brought along in saying, well, how do we support with an environment? How do we support an individual or a bloke to connect socially, social connection, and then to try and improve those habits? We, we guess... Our two pillars that I wanted to make sure we still stuck by was physical activity, physical movement. When you are at your probably your worst and you're languishing and social connection because I guess you guys can probably reflect and think of times where you weren't at your, your greatest, you weren't at your best, you probably stopped moving and you probably stopped just talking shit to your mates. And it doesn't need to be about talking about your world's worst problems, but just a little bit of shed talk, a little bit of talk that you probably had at the footy club or at the local cricket club or at uni or at these different places, if you just take that away from you, give yourself no opportunity to debrief with some mates or some other dudes, number one, you're probably going to start to fall off a cliff. And number two, that physical activity, if you stop moving, we just, as blokes, we just go downhill. We actually had this conversation yesterday, actually Doss and I on the phone talking and reflecting on our week. And we both had low points where you've just hit the nail on the head, exactly what you said. We stopped moving, stopped communicating. And what I love is we've both grown up in footy club environments and you sound like you've been, you're ahead of your time in terms of going into this welfare space. You know, we're transitioning. The culture's changing for, for good reasons, but they seem to be taking away, like you said, that shit-talking aspect. So we're trying to all be better ourselves. We have to change the way we communicate for obvious reasons. But I feel like that space of that shit talk it's so important to keep an aspect of it i'm just yeah fascinated by by that element. yeah yeah and i think definitely like we've got some topics going on in the world at the moment that people are really fearful of talking about and you don't have to you don't have to talk about that's not i'm not comfortable talking about a, a bunch of topics but i think as as dudes we need to create that space and whether it is probably for you guys, I say in the surf here, uh, whether it's in the surf or going to the park, kicking the footy around, you organically start to talk a little bit of rubbish or throw some banter anyway, if it's a missed kick or if it's getting smacked by a wave or, you know, something like that. So it's it's a really nice, healthy banter. So I think, yeah, I think we all need that. And that's why Mindpack was developed to, to try and give 
opportunity to guys who were looking for that social connection, like they left school or left the footy club or left, you know, they were going from work and working all day, working their ass off and then going home to their, their wives or their partners and their families. And then they were going back to work and families, going back to work and families. It's a, can sometimes for some people be a, for a lot of people can be a, a little bit of a, uh, a routine that can turn you on your head. So yeah, that's why, that's where my impact come from. And finally, like on that people, that's extremely out of your comfort zone to go to a new place as well. So I set it up where it's like an entertainment business and entertainment night in a sense. So you roll in, you come to basically like a barbecue environment, beers, burgers, and you just listen to three guest speakers. And then from there, I get three guest speakers from all walks of life and they share their stories. And then hopefully the byproduct of that is teaching some healthy habits from their challenges to the people in the crowd. So then people in the crowd can go, fuck, I could probably use that or I could probably do that. And I kind of, you know, really focus on that, how important social connection and physical activity is as, as a pair. Going back to the sports club environment and you mentioned the surf as well, what about for someone that hasn't grown up in a, a community environment, whether it be sporting clubs or community social groups, or even myself personally, my mum's been really pushing me this year to go back and play footy or go back and volunteer mm. footy because I've had three years out and in that three years it's probably been, my mental health has been up and down, up and down. And yeah. I don't, didn't really realise, but that would be a key part of that is every Tuesday and Thursday night I'm going to training and you're mucking around with your mates. What about for someone who, yeah, isn't involved in, you know, a social group or setting like that who might be struggling with mental health? How do they maybe reach out or what's their point of action? Yeah, it's a good question, man. Really good question. So I think you don't know till like you experience it. So I know a lot of individual athletes and a lot of individual kind of people have done their own thing and been in that space. And the day they step foot into a community, they're like, where the fuck has this been? Like, where, where is this connection of different people? And no elitism within that as well. Like, I have a little run club, um, the 440, and, and from there, people are like, oh, man, like, I'm not a runner. Like, it's not about that. It's about running if you can run or it's about walking if you can walk and we're only going to go for 25 minutes. And for people that's like, oh, yeah, I guess I could walk for 25 minutes. So, but in your, in your question, like, I think that's the code probably that we all need to learn how to crack. Um, I think if the way of social media and, and, you know, different groups and different online platforms, creating those online communities for those individuals, I think if we can slowly promote community and slowly promote being involved in something, and having some purpose, like what do you give back? Yeah, you feel like this, but then to ask yourself, like, what do you kind of contribute? And if you can't answer that, I think it's probably a good place to start to kind of look at something to how you can develop yourself. Well, and it doesn't have to be sport necessarily too, for those listening, you know, if you're, you know, you could be a creative, you might love to dance. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, know you might, like it's a music, musical Top. like whatever it is yeah. there's there's communities out there that suit your passion and, and what you like to do definitely yeah i think there's a cool i don't know exactly there's a cool ad on tv at the moment about an individual a female and she ends up going and uh and participating in like a local medieval yeah. like dress up an army group i'm not sure if you've, if you've seen that but i think her her opinion of herself and her opinion of what she could experience was probably chalk and cheese for when she went into that different environment and experienced some form of connection. I just, whether it's online or whether it's in the community or whether it's a local coffee shop, I think that community kind of connection or like personal interaction, social connection, I think is just like 
for me is the biggest, biggest pillar for your own overall health. Speaking about overall health and physical, mental, kind of emotional health, physically you'll see some people, you, you'll see these people on social media who are, you know, have the, the best six-pack abs, but, you know, emotionally they're probably not where they would like to be. So overall health, I think if you can, if you're really looking for something, like one tip I would just give is just to find your group, whether it's online or, or in the community. Yeah, for sure. Can you talk us through maybe one like testimonial or breakthrough that you've noticed during the time you've been running Mindpack for maybe an example of someone that's come in and, and has changed or there's been some kind of breakthrough in their life? Do you have any examples that you can share with us? Mate, I think what I do like, can't off the top of my head, can't think of anything like really specific, but what I do love after an event, so, so we run the events every six weeks and what I do love seeing after is actually the networking there. So yeah. there'll be speakers, Jordan Channery, an absolute superhuman. He's a, a businessman and, and does a lot of running, a lot of different things. And he spoke at my last events and, and guys were reaching out to him. And I think 12 days straight, he ran with a, a person who came to the event. So that's that awesome. shit's cool. Yeah, I think that's cool. And then I think because people can go, He's got more to offer than, you know, the 25 minutes that Matty gave him. I want to find out more and I want to, you know, deep. and that's just like really big out of the comfort zone for the individual to, to reach out and do that. So I think it's those little moments. Yeah, it's a, it's, I've seen a couple of those situations where dudes have connected and gotten the piss and gone camping, you know, like it's just those little things where mm, that's um, yeah. if, if, I didn't have, if I didn't create the platform, that wouldn't have happened. So they're the little feel-good moments for me. Well, like you obviously... The demographic is, you know, men, and that is obviously the underlying issue right now is, you know, all across the country, yet alone the world, is men feeling unable to express their emotions, you know, in a fluent and open way. And, you know, when we look at the suicide rates and, and the, you know, the number of people that are struggling with mental health, I think it's one in three people in Australia are suffering from some type of mental illness. But why, from a male's perspective why do males struggle so much to open up you know what what is your opinion on why is it so important for us right now and you creating mind pack to focus on men's mental health why do you think it's you know a real issue yeah amazing question so i think but i haven't probably thought too deeply about it only other than i think generational change like i think your grandfather and, and his father and you know, down throughout all of their fathers, like such a hardened individual where they just, they were forced to keep everything under wraps, they were forced to keep everything locked away. And as bad as they felt or as bad as they, you know, experienced day-to-day work or, or routine or bad routine, they always had to keep it under wraps for the family. I think over time, we probably realised that that's not as healthy as we'd like to live. And there wasn't probably as much influence on their life from, from the evidence. Like we're probably looking at, let's just go back, you know, 15 years and my old boy was probably languishing emotionally and mentally from a work and a bad routine, but he didn't hear anything about the examples of what that meant. He didn't hear what those symptoms or what depression was or, or life problems. He didn't hear that this is how people reacted at this present time and I think there was a sense of education or sense of like no education but the education that's kind of coming in 
to, you know, 2020, 2021 leading, obviously the pandemic was a, a big like throttle, like push on the, push on the accelerator of this because we all got locked away for a little bit and you guys got locked away a lot longer than I did. I got locked away right here in front of the beach. So, but I feel that it's put a bit of a fast forward button on it. And I think the education with dudes, dudes are just trying slowly to let go of their, probably their dad's or their grandfather's education and upbringing and start something new. And I reckon we're in that real line of one way or the other. And at the moment, there's some really great conversations happening with vulnerability. And I think I look back to my old boy, like he's the furthest from putting himself out of the comfort zone and becoming vulnerable. So I think that over time, females have probably been more open and you know, with their physiological makeup, I think they've been more open and more connecting. You know, like talk about like the history, like dad went to work and mum stayed home, but mum's also connected with her friends and mum also you know, they went walking and doing some other bits and pieces. So they were probably doing what we want to do. They were doing the proper formula of like moving and social connecting without really knowing it. And they were probably staying in a a headspace and an emotional health space that was probably okay. And they weren't kind of locking themselves away like sometimes our our dads were. So I think over time, generational change to where we are now i think the pandemic has done wonders for this space if, if we're going to make lemonade out of out of lemons this uh this is definitely the space where it's, we're going to get what we need out of it so yeah i think that answers the question <laughs> oh, for sure mate it actually gave me a new perspective just listening to you i just want to talk too because you have the line about building better men which i love i think it's phenomenal but can you talk about the phone effect too so if we build as blokes, if we build ourselves up and do all these things to better ourselves, how does it affect the women in our lives? So you're a married man, but you know, not just our partners, but our, our mothers, our sisters, our aunties. Just If we become better as a whole, as the male population, what's the flow and effect for the women? Yeah, man, it's so positive. Like, I think if we can develop our habits to become better men and day to day i'm reading this i've just finished this book at the moment called the four agreements and there's just like four simple little simple little tools in there so like be really careful about your word and how you use your word and whether you promise or whether you use your word to make impact on someone else or yourself to try your best in most situations to where you are and don't make too many assumptions so i think if we can not overthink what we might think someone else might be thinking yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I'm probably sitting here thinking, fuck, like, I've got a bit of like bright brightness in the background. Or, you know, I might not, I might sound silly right now, but I'm making assumptions. So that's not going to help me with anything. And I feel like if we can build better men and make better men from the inside out, like we can get some really healthy habits. I know my relationship started to flourish in the last, you know, 12, 18 months in those little things, especially with. I feel like men sometimes we feel like we need to take controls where I feel like the moment something I'm practicing is just letting go and letting letting to be steered where that makes us feel a little bit vulnerable like I let my wife like steer me in certain directions I think letting go and giving giving the habits and giving you know making healthy choices a go I think we can definitely become better men for our, our moms our sisters our partners and females in the community because there is a lot of talk about, you know, female and sport. The AFL yesterday brought out that, you know, by the end of 2023, there's going to be, everyone's going to have a side. There's going to be 18 clubs. And I think that's fantastic. And I think it'll take a lot of guys 
to adjust to that purely we go back to the generational change of like our behaviors um and the product of our environments we what we heard someone else say we just kind of take we used to just kind of take on board and just repeat that now i think that we're hearing everyone speak really positively about that environment that now we're going to probably stand up for that conversation like i saw some stuff the other day with Taylor Harris, she's obviously a superstar of the game and, and what she can give to the game is as, as equal from a, a marketing and media point of view, as equal as some of her best AFL players. And some of the, the comments and bits and pieces that I read about some dudes that were giving her about asking for extra money, I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, yeah, it's just, it's horrendous. And she like, she's a, an amazing athlete. Like how many athletes play footy, you know, one season ago on boxing on the world stage and, you know, national world stage and the other. So, yeah, she's she's a one of many, many, many superstar females that are probably getting impacted by some negative stuff from dudes who just aren't educated. So, mm. dudes, if you've got a negative opinion on uh, any female sport or any female um, pay rates or anything like that, go and educate yourself before you open your mouth. Yeah, well said. What about work-life balance? And, and I guess... Becoming a better man for your wife, how has it helped, I guess, living day to day? You know, I'm, I'm sure you just said the last 12 to 18 months, your, your relationship has, you know, been as good as it's ever been. But, yeah, from a lifestyle perspective, how has putting yourself first and, and your mental health first done for the bigger of your daily life? Yeah, I think it's really managing managing your time your best. Like, I think... Um, you've got to have I've got an amazing amazing partner and she's a bit of a lunatic as well she, she's an athlete and does some other bits and pieces she's a dietitian and so she, her time we, sometimes we can be ships in the night crossing each other's paths which I think for us is, is super healthy go back to the dude who goes to work and comes home and um, is stressed all day at work and then gets in his, and his wife is at him about 10 things and then it might go to something so I think if females, if they've got some good balance, I think it really impacts you as well. So we are both really balanced out and really, still really working on it. It's something I'm working on day to day. And there's times where I do break down and I, I do talk to her and go, like, I'm just, I understand that I don't spend enough time at home. And, it, and it's not even at home in the presence. It's just like playing my role in a household as well. Like really simple things like, you know, vacuuming or washing and stuff like that. Like, sometimes probably not probably the greatest but something i'll like try and work on if i do have spare time but i think if if you both have some habits can be consistently worked at and um, i think that's probably the formula for a kind of good relationship with the life balance with the time balance because yeah you can imagine like with me like i have a mind pack and i've also got a gym um and i work in footy you know 40 50 hours a week on the phone or, or at the club and I fall short of time sometimes. So, so yeah, yeah it's something I'm consistently worked out. Speaking of habits too, I'm, I'm really interested in and some of our guests we've asked this question to and they all have a different perspective. But when you're seen as this person, this role model in society that, you know, we see on Instagram, we look up to, is it hard to always live day to day? I mean, you're in the fitness industry, for, for example, which is a very tough industry to live in day to day. So yeah, I just, I'm, my question just based around how do you find yeah that balance in life and living as a role model? Do you ever feel like you got a chip on your shoulder? No, nah, man, I probably don't even view myself as a role model. That's the funny thing. So I probably just I probably just do my own thing, and I'm probably just do the stuff I'm passionate about. And 
whatever evolves from that or whatever the byproduct of that is, if I can influence someone or if I can make change to someone's overall life, whether that's a, a player, whether that's, you know, um, a 50-year-old lady at the gym or someone who attends a run club or, or a speaker or a participant at Mindpack, I just kind of do my best to be the best me and mm-hmm. not really kind of put pressure on myself to, really not put pressure on myself to influence others. Like, I feel like a little bit queasy as well when someone calls you like a social media influencer because there's so many fuckwits out there. But yeah, like... Oh, we, we just, have noticed yeah, like, you're, you're an ambassador on there. I've seen that. So it's, we like that. Yeah. 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 So, and I think they're they're a really good... Lululemon, they're a really good brand to probably give me that opinion because they, when I first um, signed up with them, they said to me, you know, we've got this with, you know, a couple of years of, you know, supporting you there'll be some, some great opportunities and stuff. I'm like, well, what do I need to do? Like, how, I don't think I can fulfill this. No, like, just do what you do. Like, yeah. Just continue to do what you do. And then we'll just sit in the background and, you know, throw some hand grenades here and there and, and just keep doing what you do. And I think that's probably probably the best probably thing that I can take on board with that. Like, I just consistently try and be passionate with the stuff and the different environments I'm in and create change that way. So can you explain a little bit further about Lululemon? Is that how you pronounce it? Firstly, yeah. you got to make sure I pronounce that correctly. And yeah, what, what is it all about and what's your role in it? I didn't know. The first time I was uh, I was brought in, I just thought that um, it was a chicks yoga, stretchy pants kind of brand. <laughs> yeah. and, and then I walked into a store. I'm like, oh, there's dude stuff here. That's cool. They gave me a pair of pants and I went running with some mates one day and a mate of mine, Anthony Bartolo, uh, he was, he has a gym active strength co in, in, on the Gold Coast and, and he was an ambassador, he's finishing up now, but I think I kind of, yeah, kind of just fell myself, found myself getting involved and I didn't know I was getting involved. And they're a, they're a billion dollar company across, across the world that have some different models of influence, like instead of influencing the um, the high profile person they influence you guys they give you guys some support they give me some support they give the local yoga studio ladies some support and and from there it's a smart model because all of my mates and all the boys from the footy club and everyone's got a pair of lululemon shorts so gary ablett's um you know instead of giving him 12 eggs and you know people may not be as influenced to go and get a pair of shorts where we'll give everyone in the community an egg each and their hundred people they know they might go to the store so um that's their model it's a smart model it's a very smart model and and i i love what they preach in the sense of community and connection and um it does get a, a bit too much for me sometimes i'm super out of my comfort zone when i go to some of their retreats and events and different things and it is co co-gender it's not just it's not just male products there's a lot of female products so those events there's females in the event and they're wired a little bit differently than we are and when it comes to comfort zone and yeah that's it's something i'm working on but yeah they're a fantastic group that really want to make you know impact in the community and probably why i align so well with them we ask this question a lot too is um, the importance of surrounding yourself with people that are you know pushing you and driving you and keeping you accountable uh, do you have yourself a a couple of mentors or coaches or people that you go to to keep you on track with your vision and, and, and what you want to create? Yeah, I've got some, some different ones in different places. Like we talk about talk about that stuff, probably Trent Knox and Todd Lubinskis. They are based in Sydney. They're the founders of the 440 Run Club and 
they, I started one of their satellite run clubs on the Gold Coast and they're someone I, if I ever get a chance to kind of talk to or some spare time in the car, I give them a call and they're older men as well. So it's, it's good and they're working on themselves as well. So it's nice. In the, in the footy space, big fella probably doesn't know it as much, but Matt Primus, he, uh, he's one of our, our assistant coaches at the club and my footy craft and my knowledge there, I try and get a fair bit of time and just kind of work done with him and trying to understand where we can go next and how we can do that. And finally, like it's got a, a bunch of guys where I just, if I've got to spare, you know, 20, 30 minutes, like, every, you know, might be once a quarter, I'll flick, flick them some messages or, or flick them some um, some love just to check in, but also see how they can kind of support me as well. So I think it's really important to have yeah. different guys in different areas. Agree. Yeah, exactly. Especially, <clears throat> all, yeah, mixed around a little bit. Can you tell us a bit about, let's expand into the 440 Club. I'm, I'm really interested in hearing this. I only was having a look at your page a couple of nights ago and I was just fascinated. I was actually flicking through Instagram for ages, just watching videos and reading, reading comments and that kind of thing. So can you just, yeah, tell us a little bit more about what it's all about? So the 440 was started by Trent and Todd in, in Sydney and it was basically started um, in a similar kind of way where they were five or six dudes um, in Bondi that were probably struggling a little bit and um, socially and physically connecting and they decided to meet at this little spot in, in Bondi a couple of years ago, uh, sort of meet and just do 10 hills, go for a swim, um, then grab a coffee and chat and talk shit for, for an hour after. And that'd be done by, they'd always start early. So it, it was a little bit of a resilience kind of thing as well. So we always start at five o'clock in the morning. And it's a bit of a trademark as well, like we start in the dark. It means, yeah, like we start in the dark. It's, there's no sun and there's no light, but also mentally and emotionally, like you, you can start there. And that's if you are in the dark, like it's a nice place to start. So they were, you know, sixes and sevens and eights kind of rolling in on a Saturday and they, um, it's free. So it's not a, it's not a paid, it's not a business where people are paying or registering too much. And I think now they, I think there's about 13 satellite run clubs around the country and around the world. There's a couple rolling around. I'm not sure about the overseas at the moment and how they're tracking, but. Um, it was basically, if you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, just move forward, exercise and, and move for, you know, 30 minutes and then we'll swim and then we'll grab a coffee. So the trademark is run, dip, sip. And yeah, that's kind of gone mad. Um, there's a, a cool little one. I'm not sure where you guys are. There's a cool one. We had an away game and we played Carlton in the VFL uh, a bunch of weeks ago and um, we had a there's one at, at the Tan, uh, Anderson Street, I think it is, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, South Yarra. So, uh, uh, look, we, th- th- thanks for letting us know, mate, because we're currently on the hunt for a place together to live together around there, so we might have to join it. Yeah, yeah that's right. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was really cool. A bit different. Everyone, yeah, they launch in for 30 minutes and then they can't swim there because yeah, it's the Yarra. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's a coffee and, and connect and, yeah, done by, done by six. But I feel like yeah, it's, it's more about the, the coffee than anything. Yeah. It is about, you know, having a bit of a spin your wheels for 20 minutes, but it's more about um, helping others and, and, uh, and getting a coffee and, and chatting. There's something about that. We've got a, um, who we've interviewed him on the podcast, Sam Crawford, and he's got a community that he's created. We're, we're on the Mornington Peninsula, so it's a little bit further south from Melbourne. Yeah. But yeah, and he's got this little, almost like a, a breath work type training, and you go down to the beach, you do your breath work, then you jump in the ice bath, similar to the Wim Hof stuff, which I'm sure you know about. Yeah. But the, 
thing that I look forward to the most is going and getting that coffee after. Yeah. One, one because I feel a million bucks, but two, because of the conversation. Like, it's just... Yeah. And I think, like, it doesn't need to be best thing. When you get good people, find good people, boys. So, you know, like, you, um, when you are sitting down having a coffee, if you're not, you know, talking about the latest, like, Netflix scene or you're talking about some news and... I think last week we were talking about, you know, seaspiracy or something like that. Like, and you yeah. always get some people who want to throw some different kind of scenarios and chats in. And I think it's really healthy to have some nice and, and also be respectful of what people say and feel that environment. You just, you walk away, the bear jumps off the back, if you know what I mean. You walk away feeling a lot lighter. Mm. Yeah. So that, I mean, I love that whole reasoning behind it, that community spirit and the running thing is just, yeah, so... I just feel like I do so many wonders for so many people. I think it's a great concept. I'm really interested in it personally. And how have you seen it grow? Is it grown quite organically and easily? Yeah, like we do, you know, focus on um, supporting the people there. I think you can get stuck a little bit looking at, you know, you guys know this with your podcast and people focus on how many or how much or how many people you, did you engage with. Like I think it's really important that, um, to not focus too much on that. Like some weeks there can be, you know, five people. Some weeks there can be twenty-five. I know. I know that in November every year we do the Movember budgie run, um, where we all run in the budgie smugglers. I'll send you a little. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, I'll send you a little clip of that. After two hundred and fifty people will come that day, but I know it's not that genuine. To why, like, yes, they want to do it for one week, but it's the people that you know. If you sit around a coffee table with six people. That's a real special moment. And they want to see your rig, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the case, of course. <laughs> yeah. What's, um, as we kind of come to a close, what's coming up, mate? What is the vision in your perspective? Like, um, it's probably happened faster and it's probably grown far quicker and bigger than you probably thought. But what, what, what is your vision uh, for not only Mindpack, but your lifestyle and, and what, I guess, you want to want to bring to the world i guess yeah so i just want to keep developing you know having different experiences like i think if we can the way we're going to we're going to turn mind, mind pack so we've got our event tonight and then tonight we'll be promoting a wednesday um, morning swim and, and brekkie so one of the boys parents own a, a cafe in social brew in, in burley and wednesday morning connect kind of it won't be as purposeful of the, as that like it'll just be swim and and then go for a ten dollar brekkie you know every wednesday starting next week so stuff like that justin lane i'm having some pizza nights and things like that there um they're, they're the really little things where i feel like over time if you have 150 to 200 blokes in a year go through that that experience that's one of my goals for for the you know the next kind of period medium period but for me i think it's just consistency like consistency in the stuff where you know try and make sure we're always like trying to create that change and create that improvement in people and myself there's some events there's some i'm doing the red bull defiance event race uh, adventure race up in in mission beach check that out after god knows how i'm going to get through it but <laughs> we'll have a go i'll do some november stuff this year uh, maybe we could do some stuff together i'm sure out of the three of us we could get a ripping mo Unless you can punch yeah, some testosterone in or something, mate, because, yeah, I would really struggle. I'd love to. I'd love to. Love a dirty yeah, mate. Yeah, no. Me neither. <laughs> so, yeah, I think from there, there's some different, there's some 24-hour runs, there's some things like that. But I think, yeah, I think boys, like, I try and 
consistency as a as a pillar to kind of keep working on and i think if you, if i was to write down at the end of the year if i was to stay consistent and then i was to write down what happened um i think we'd find some cool shit happens yeah oh, absolutely mate I, I, we love the journey you're on and we can't wait to continue following it just to, for the listener what's one tip you could give i mean we, we talk about building better men and you've given some great insight into that and how it can impact everybody but for, for everybody for the everyday person what's the simplest thing we can do to better ourselves i know it's a big broad question there's a million answers but just from your story your perspective and what you've seen what would you say is the simplest tip someone could take away today i think step one's moving it's not breaking records i think it's it's moving it's physical activity whether it's five minutes we say we kind of say oh hey we haven't got enough time so in the in seven days you know if you were to move four times that might make it you know a total of you know two hours you know so if you were to out of you know just move whether it's to a 20 minute walk or if you want to build the courage to to shuffle um i think that's the um that's where you can make serious change don't worry about the social connection stuff just just yet but research it like look at it don't try and find a fix tomorrow if you feel like you're in a bit of a hole and you feel like you're um you're withdrawn feel like you've kind of pulled yourself out of the club environment or the footy environment or whatnot just go and go and research and go and look at what you might think you might want to do if you had to do it tomorrow what would something be that you might want to that you might like or you might be involved in don't action it just think about it because sometimes if we think about it we're then closer to actioning it so move gotta move you gotta you don't you don't need to you know think aesthetically you need to think like move for mental health and move for your overall health and move for a little bit of protection as well you know if you needed to move out of the way of a car coming you know you could do it something simple like that i ramble on a little bit but i said to someone the other day like would you do a half marathon in the middle of the year and it fit you know type of person no nah, i can't run okay so if you had to run with your family or something for something desperate cause could you run oh you probably yeah so, all right so it's a mental thing it's a mental thing the thought the word marathon is like for people is like oh shit you know that's too much but i couldn't even think about doing that but it's like okay well what if i gave you five hours to do it what if i gave you five hours to do a half marathon where you know yes it takes some people two hours but if i gave you five hours you could run and you could walk would that be okay for you to move and yeah i guess so so i think from there is trying to lose the assumptions don't make any assumptions on how you might feel or how you might pull up or or, or perform lose that out of out of your, your mindset and then from there just move forward yeah how do i guess our listeners get in contact with you mate where, where will they find you on instagram and, and your website yeah so personally um personally just my personal instagram would be the the best way and then from there in my bio i've got um, a link tree of all my little bits and pieces so so yeah at maddie palmer underscore would be um i'd love to love to connect and i, I don't want to follow just to follow um, I want you to ask me a question. So um, anyone out there that is unsure or may want to, you know, find a little bit more about what I've said today and some things, and obviously everything's off the cuff, nothing's too planned, just reach out and ask me the question. This What you can do with a, a five-minute phone call is pretty special. So everything started through, through you know, one message or a phone call. So that's why we're sitting here. So, yeah, reach out, ask the question, and from there, don't hesitate. Let us know when you're bringing Mind Pack on the road, mate, because uh, we'd love to be a part of it uh, here in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. No, that, that, yeah, that's in the works at the moment. So to a couple of uh, different events in different places. So, yeah, love to, boys. Love to uh, set something up for sure. 
Awesome. Perfect. And when you're uh, your next away game in Melbourne, we'll, uh, we'll catch up for a coffee as well and maybe a little little trot around the town. Yeah, actually, I've got a, uh, something to leave you boys with. So uh, we play Port Melbourne on Thursday in a couple of weeks' time. We need uh, a couple of water water runners and trainers for live KO Fox footy. So if you're up for it, just... Uh, <laughs> we'll get a couple of Dawson T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we'll, uh, we'll consider that. If day, I'm, I'm playing as well, but uh, if you're down, we'll, uh, we'll make sure. Yeah. I'm sure Doss will run water. I'll throw him under the bus right now. He loves the BFL. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on TV, so you're all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, promo. mate, thank you so much. We, we can't thank you enough. I mean, like you said, it's organic how this started. We just just a few Instagram messages and, and here we are. And um, yeah, we, just, we want to stay connected. and see what we can do with you and, and see what you can do moving forward but yeah we know you're a busy man but yeah really can't thank you enough for your time awesome boys thank you very much hey thanks, thanks mate. mate cheers